Hey, I want to welcome you to Toya Christian Fellowship. My name is Kurt Gray, and I'm one of the pastors here at church, and we want to welcome you to church online. Uh, we'd love to know where you're watching from. If you could just drop in the comments below, whether that's here in Tulia or the surrounding areas. Uh, maybe even let us know how you're watching this on a phone, laptop, uh, your TV. Uh, and just drop that in the comments below. If it's your very first time with us, uh, whether at church online or at Tulia Christian Fellowship, we're so glad you're here. We want to welcome you. Um, and we'd love to know where you're watching from and, and how you got connected to us. Uh, before we continue uh, to the message, I've got a few things I want to talk to you about. First thing is prayer requests. I want you to know that we're praying for you and your family every single week. We're continuing to pray over this situation every single week, as I hope that you and your family are, are praying as well. Uh, if you have a specific prayer request, something you'd like us to be praying about, we'd love to connect with you. A couple different ways you can do that. One is just drop it in the comments below. Uh, and we'll see it there, and we'll begin to pray over that. You can go to tcf.church, which is our website. Go to our contact page, and you can send us an email right from there. Uh, or you could private message us on Facebook, on the Tweet Christian Fellowship Facebook page. Or you could private message Pastor Vicki on her Facebook page as well, and we'll get those and begin to pray over those. We've been doing church online. I think this is week four. This is about four, four weeks of church online, and I am so thankful and blown away by y'all's generosity as you continue to give. People have been mailing checks in, bringing checks by uh, pastor's house, giving online. And that is a great way to give, is to get online and give. And if you haven't been using that, uh, you can get on our website, tcf.church, go to our giving page. All of the information you're seeing on the screen is on our website at tcf.church. So a couple ways you can give is obviously online at tcf.church. You can set up recurring giving or you can give a one-time gift. You can text to give by texting the amount you would like to give to 806-208-4404. If you do that for the very first time, it's going to ask you to input your debit or credit card information. Then once you've inputted that information, you're good to go. All you do is text the amount say $10, and then it'll text you back and say your giving was successful. Uh, if you want to mail in a cash or check, you can do that to P.O. Box 84 at Tulia, Texas. And like I said, all of this information is on our website at tcf.church. Hey, we're so glad you're here. I hope you're comfortable. I hope you've got a cup of coffee, maybe some hot chocolate. You've got the whole family together. If you need to, take time to holler at everybody and tell everybody, come jump on the couch and let's go to church together and let's watch church online. Before we get into the word, let's just have a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we come to you right now in the name of Jesus. And Father, I pray as we get into your word that you speak to us, that you bring peace to our hearts and our minds. Father, I pray that as I speak, it is not my words, but your words, Father, and that you would speak through me this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. And we're going to be starting a new message this morning called Uncertain. And obviously, you know that there is a ton of uncertainty in the world right now. There is a ton of uncertainty of the future, of what's going to happen and what's going to be going on. Uh, just some of the things that are, are going on in my own head is, you know, when is this going to end? Uh, when are things going to get back to normal? What is the new normal? Uh, things like, you know, what if I get this virus? Why is this happening? And our minds are filled with uncertainty, and we don't know what's going to happen. We don't know the future, and a lot of times we don't need to just focus on what we can't control and what we're uncertain of, but we need to focus on what we are certain of. 
And there are a lot of things in the word of God that we can be certain of, that we know are true, that we know are promises, that we know God uh, has given us and that we can be certain of and that our hope can be in that. And so this morning, that's what I want us to focus on is what are some things in the word of God that we can be certain of, that we know are true and that we know that God has given us and that we can put our hope in. And so the first verse I want to read to you is out of Romans 8.38, very famous set of scriptures. Uh, So let me just read it to you. It says, no power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. You look at verse 39, it says, I am convinced, right, or I am certain that nothing can ever separate us from God's love, neither death nor life nor angels nor demons, neither our fears for today or our worries about tomorrow. Not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. And what I want you to see in this scripture right here is it says, I am convinced or I am certain that nothing can ever separate us from God's love. And you can be certain today, right now, at this very moment, that God loves you. You can be certain that God loves you. You can be certain that nothing can separate you from that love. Nothing. Just, just as, as Paul has already said, this, this list of things, angels, demons, our fears for tomorrow, our worries for tomorrow, are not separating us from God's love. God is not mad at you. God is not mad at America. God is not mad at the world. His wrath has been taken out on Jesus on the cross. And you have to understand that. Now, I want us to take a minute. I want you to take a minute right where you are, and I want you to let this verse sink in. I want you to let it sink deep into your heart. If you need to to close your eyes, uh, if you're at home, if you're able to do that, if you want to close your eyes and let this verse sink in, that God loves you, and that nothing can separate you from that love. Not your past, not your present, not your future can separate you from God's love. That he loves you and cares about you. Now, as we let that sink in for just a minute, I want you to begin to think, how does that change your view of God? How does that maybe alter your view of God? Maybe it's even hard for you to accept that. Maybe if it's even hard to believe and accept that truth. But as as you do that, by the power of God's grace, by his mercy, that truth becomes a revelation in your heart and you begin to understand it, it begins to change everything in your life. And if we we begin with that truth, that God loves me, nothing can separate me from the God of love, uh, and that that he, he truly loves me, and if I truly believe that, then that begins to change my view of everything. It begins to change my view of the Bible, It begins to change my view of spending time with God. It begins to change my view of prayer. It begins to change my view of worship. Because I know that if I go to God in prayer and that God loves me and cares about me, that changes my view of prayer. Now, I want us to focus on things. What we're talking about is being certain, how we have a lot of uncertainty in our life. But we want to focus on the things we can be certain of. And the thing I want to talk about this morning is prayer and the power of prayer. One of the last things we do in our life is pray. Usually if if someone is sick, if we're having financial trouble, if we're having trouble in our marriage, trouble in a relationship, trouble at our job, uh, everything that's going on in the world right now, a lot of times what we do is we pray last. Then we feel like it doesn't work, so we quit praying first. 
and, and that can be a last resort in our life. And maybe you have prayed, maybe you're thinking right now, man, I've prayed, I have, hey, I've done that, and it didn't work. I didn't get the result I was looking for. I didn't get what, what I thought should happen did not happen. And so we give up on prayer. And here, here's the thing, just as you can be certain that, that God loves you, just as you can be certain that nothing can separate you from the love of God, you can be certain of the power of prayer. You can be certain of the power of prayer. And I want to show you some scripture. This is out of Matthew 17, verse 20. Very, uh, another famous set of scriptures. And what, what is happening here is the disciples prayed for a young boy, tried to heal him, and they couldn't. It didn't work. Uh, and they asked Jesus, hey, how come we couldn't do this? How come that didn't work? Listen to what he says. He says, you don't have enough faith. Jesus told them, I tell you the truth, if you had faith even as small as a mustard seed, you could say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it would move, and nothing would be impossible. Now, here's what I love about this set of scriptures. First of all, is they ask, hey, how, how, come, how come our prayers didn't work? He said, you didn't have enough faith. And then he says, hey, good news is, it just takes a small amount of faith. It's not about being super Christian. It's not about you know, oh, I need this massive amount of faith. It's just a small amount of faith. And the Bible says that you can say to this mountain, hey, be moved, and it will be moved. Right now, as a kid, I always thought it'd be awesome if I could go to the mountains, Colorado, New Mexico, and tell a mountain to get up and be cast in the sea, and it would do it. But lots of us have mountains in our life that are not physical mountains. They're financial, they're relational, they're health, all different kinds of mountains in our life. And the Bible says that with faith, right, you can speak. When we pray, we're speaking. And we're saying, hey, you can move mountains. Pastor said this uh, many, uh, probably a couple months ago, we did a series, and he talked about how your mountain needs to hear your voice. And recently at Church Online, we've talked about it, how that your mountain needs to hear your voice. You have to speak. You have to believe. You have to have faith and speak and command your mountains to move and they will move. Now, the next question obviously is, is, is how do I get faith? Where does faith come from and how do I get faith? How do I build my faith up? I feel like I don't have enough faith. Well, hey, those guys were with Jesus and they didn't even have enough faith to do what they needed to do. Here's the amazing things. Romans 10, 17 says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You read your Bible, you get faith. Right now, at this very moment, you're watching and listening to this sermon, and we're reading the scripture, your faith is being built up. Your faith is being strengthened. Your faith is growing just like a muscle. If you go and, and work out and lift weights, your muscles grow over time. Your faith grows over time as you read the word of God. The crazy thing about today in our day and age is you have so much access to the Word of God. Maybe you've got a physical Bible uh, and, and you can read the Bible. Uh, something I love to use is the YouVersion Bible app. You can get it on any app store. Uh, one of the cool things they're doing now is when you first get on and you go to the home screen, they have stories at the very top uh, of the YouVersion Bible app, and they guide you through the verse of the day, and they have a short, you know, one to two minute video talking about that scripture and what it means. They have a short devotional reading, uh, and, and that is a great way to get into devotions, to start reading your Bible, read the verse of the day, and as you read that verse, your faith grows. And as your faith grows, then as you pray, you pray with more faith. You pray with more confidence. You pray with more authority uh, of the name of Jesus. Now, I I want to show you uh, another scripture here. 
And this is out of John 14. And it says, yes, ask me, Jesus is speaking. Yes, ask me for anything in my name, in Jesus' name, and I will do it. Uh, verse 14 says, you can ask for anything in my name, in the name of Jesus, and I will do it so that the Son can bring glory to the Father. Here's the thing, is that we need to begin to pray. We can be certain of the power of prayer. A lot of times you may pray and you may feel like, man, this isn't working. This is dumb. I don't know what to say. I don't know what I'm doing. And the Bible says right here, pray and pray in the name of Jesus. That if you ask it in Jesus' name, that he is going to do it. Listen to me, there's power in the name of Jesus. If you don't know what to pray, you don't know what to say, pray the name of Jesus. You know, Father, I speak the name of Jesus over my family, right? Father, I speak the name of Jesus over my job. I speak the name of Jesus over my place uh, where I work. Father, I speak the name of Jesus over my boss, that their business stays open. Father, I speak the name of Jesus over our finances, right? And it can be that simple, and there's power in the name of Jesus, and there is authority in the name of Jesus. The Bible says that Jesus has been given all authority on heaven and earth, and that that authority has been given to us. He gives, Jesus dwells on the inside of me. When I speak that name, I'm speaking with that authority, and I'm praying with that authority. Be certain of the power of prayer. I want to encourage you to begin to pray. Pray this week. Don't put it off. Don't wait. Don't think, oh, next week I'm going to start that. Oh, I'm going to do that later. I want to encourage you to begin to pray, and, and I want to give you a couple of different things about prayer. First, pray with your spouse. Uh, Megan and I, we've been praying together. When, when we get into bed at, at night, we put the kids to bed, and we, we sit down, we take a few minutes, and we pray together. Nothing complicated, nothing long. We're both tired. We've just dealt with three kids. It's like, hurry up, woman, pray. Hurry up, I'm going to pray. And then we're going to go to bed. But we take some time and pray. I want to encourage you, if you have kids, especially older kids, you know, pray as a family. Maybe pray at the dinner table. Maybe pray before bedtime. But take time and pray as a family. Then, I think most importantly, is you pray on your own. And you have that time where you pray with authority. You command things to happen. Just as that verse I just showed you, where Jesus said, hey, pray, speak to the mountain. Speak to it. Command it. Command it to be cast in the sea. I know from Romans 8, right, Jesus, God loves me. God cares about me. Nothing's going to change that. Nothing's going to change my standing with God. So I'm going to speak with that authority and that boldness that he loves me and he cares about me. I want to show you two types of prayer, and I've kind of already touched on these. Uh, one, there's one type of prayer, and I just want to focus on two right now, is you pray like you're talking to a friend. You pray to God just like you're talking to a friend. You would share your concerns, your worries, share the good, the bad, your hopes, your doubts, everything. You just share everything with God. And then what you would do is you would take time to listen to what God has to speak. So an easy example would be, you know, man, God, I'm really worried about, about our finances I'm really worried about this virus. I, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what the future looks like. I don't feel like we're getting any good information from anywhere. And God, I'm just worried. And God, I need your peace. And then I would just take time and listen. Maybe turn on a worship song and just take that time and just listen and let God speak to me and let God bring peace to me. The second type of prayer is when you pray with authority. You pray to move mountains. I'm not asking God to do something. I'm praying in the authority he's already given me to make things happen, right? Uh, I'm commanding things to change in the name of Jesus. 
So an example of that would be, Father, right now in the power and the authority of the name of Jesus, I command this virus to die. Father, I pray that the uh, scientists and doctors and nurses have wisdom. You're guiding our political leaders. You're giving them wisdom, Father. I pray right now in the name of Jesus that this mountain of coronavirus would be cast into the sea in Jesus' name. And you can clearly see the two differences of those prayers. And so I want to encourage you this week that you can be certain of the power of prayer and to pray with authority command things to happen. Command, speak in the name of Jesus and command it. Here's a couple tips on prayer. I'm gonna give you four tips. Number one, keep it simple. Keep it simple. It's not about uh, praying with super weird or religious words. Uh, It's not about praying with these and thous because that's what the King James Bible was written in. Uh, It's about just praying, just speaking what I know right? The simplicity of, I know the name of Jesus. Hey, God, here's what I want to have. God, I pray that there's peace in our house in the name of Jesus. God, I pray there's peace on our, on our marriage in the name of Jesus, right? You, you might think, I've been stuck in this house for a month with my spouse, and I would like to kill them and feed them to a tiger, right? You begin to relate with that. God, we need peace, right? We need peace on our kids. We need peace in our home. I speak it. I command it in the name of Jesus. I'm not begging God, oh, God, please, please bring your peace, No, I'm commanding it to happen. Satan, get out of my house, right? So you want to keep it simple. Don't try to be super spiritual. Uh, Don't try to pray like someone else. Oh, I wonder what pastor would pray or how would he pray, right? Pray pray the way God uh, has given you to pray and pray what you know. Okay, number two, pray with the authority of the name of Jesus, what we've already talked about. uh, Three, keep it short. Jesus said this. Jesus said, hey, don't pray big, long prayers. He said, keep it short. God knows. Just pray. Tell God what you need and pray and keep it short. Keep it frequent. Don't go a long time without praying. Take time to pray and keep it frequent. Listen, there's a lot of uncertainty in the world, but you can be certain of the love of Jesus and the power of Jesus' name. Now, before we close up and before we finish this morning, I want us to take time and I want us to pray. And even though you're not here in this room this morning, wherever you are, whatever day it is, whatever time it is, I believe as we pray, the Bible says that where two or three come together in the name of Jesus, that he is there among them, and that whatever we ask that he is going to do, and I want us to agree in prayer this morning, right, or whatever time it is, it doesn't matter, and I want us to pray together, and I want us to come against this virus. I want us to pray for peace. I want us to pray for wisdom. I want us to pray that God's hand is on us, on America, and on the world, and that God loves us and is fighting for us. So wherever you're at, bow your heads with me and join with me in prayer, and and ignite your faith, turn your expector on, and lean into God. Heavenly Father, we come to you right now in the power and the authority of the name of Jesus. And Father, I want to thank you first and foremost that you love us that you care for us. Jesus, I thank you that you would die on the cross for us, that you would defeat death, hell, and the grave. You would raise from the dead so that I could be saved, so that I could come boldly before the throne of God, so I could come boldly to the throne of grace, Father. And I I, I pray this morning that in the name of Jesus that this virus is gone, that whatever has to happen, vaccines, medication, scientific breakthrough would begin to happen right now in the name of Jesus. Father, that your hand, your wisdom is on doctors and scientists and nurses and hospitals all across America and all across the world. 
Father, that you are moving. You are still a God of miracles and that we will be delivered just as the Israelites were delivered from Egypt. Father, we still remember the miracle of you splitting the Red Sea, Father, and that we know that you still do miracles today. And we confess it and we speak it and we command it in the name of Jesus that this mountain of coronavirus would be cast into the sea. Father, I come against the fear and doubts of the future of, of, of what happens next, what happens after this is gone, what's the world gonna look like after this, Father, we know that you are for us and not against us. Right now in the power and the authority of Jesus Christ, Satan, you have no power here. You have no authority. Darkness, death, disease, sickness has no authority and we command it to go back to hell. I command fears and worries to go back to hell. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, I wanna do one more thing before we finish and I wanna give you the opportunity to receive Jesus as your savior. And if you're watching and you think, I've never done that. I don't know that Jesus lives on the inside of me. I've, I've never asked Jesus to be a part of my life. I wanna give you that opportunity to do that right now. The Bible says in Romans that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. And what happens is the Bible says you're transferred out of darkness and into light and Jesus dwells on the inside of you. He lives on the inside of you and you walk in that power and that authority every day of your life. And if you wanna receive that, if you wanna receive Jesus right now today, you want to, to give your life to him, I wanna give you that opportunity right now. And all we're gonna do is we're gonna pray a simple prayer. We're gonna pray that prayer right out of Romans. And so if you would, wherever you're at, whatever you're doing, just take time to just quiet your heart, focus on Jesus, and pray this prayer after me. Heavenly Father, I confess with my mouth that Jesus is Lord. And I believe in my heart that Jesus died on the cross. And I believe that Jesus raised from the dead. Jesus come into my heart. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, I am so proud of you if you prayed that for the very first time. I'd love for you to connect with us and tell us about it. You can do it right in the comments below. Connect with us on Facebook at Tulia Christian Fellowship. Go to our Facebook page and you can private message us that way. You can also go to tcf.church. Go to our contact page and you can send us an email that way. We'd love to know that you got saved. We'd love to connect with you and just be able to pray with you and help you through this, this time. So we love you. We're, so, we're praying for you every single week and begin to pray this week. Take time to pray. Take time to confess it and to speak it and pray in the authority of the name of Jesus. We love you and we'll see you next week.